0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we flick the switch from European football back to the domestic stuff. Rangers need to get over Napoli quickly because Aberdeen are coming to town tomorrow. Celtic wait until Sunday to go to Livingston with Jota and Starfelt back, but unlikely to start the game. And Hearts do get a win on the board for Scottish clubs in Europe this week with a victory against Riga. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans. How much tension can you handle tomorrow if you're at Ibrox Rangers against Aberdeen so much talk about Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and his future he almost had everyone gasping for breath today when he said he had spoken to the board but not about that subject big day for Giovanni tomorrow though he cannot afford to drop anything otherwise on the day that the clocks go back the alarm goes off well put you. <laughs> well put. Follow well, that. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad he's actually not had any mention of European stuff because I would much rather focus on uh, on what's in front of us rather than what's what's went before us. Uh, however, congratulations to Hearts, obviously getting a win and some much needed coefficient points for the Scottish game. But uh, like you say, it's absolutely massive domestic weekend coming up. All starting uh, obviously at Ibrox tomorrow. Must win game. Cannot afford to drop any more points for for Giovanni and Rangers and. Tuesday night, last game of the Champions League I'm sure everyone involved can't wait to see the back of it Yeah, it's going to be massive, Hugh And, and this, uh, these weekends are the perfect example of why You can pretend that European football and domestic football Lives in its separate boxes But, but it very rarely does oh. Rangers fans were less forgiving about Napoli Because of what happened against Livingston yep. And they will have Napoli on their mind When they welcome Aberdeen tomorrow So it's, it's easy to say that One's the priority And the other stuff's a bonus Or whatever But in terms of your mentality Your mindset as a fan And how you feel about your team It clearly is all linked And we'll see that tomorrow at Ibrox What you're describing Gordon Is a vicious circle Because what happens in Europe Is having an impact on Rangers domestically You can't lose seven against Liverpool And not have some kind of impact And you can't have the kind of Performance that Rangers had in Naples uh, midweek and not have the fans even more upset. What I would say about the Rangers players tomorrow, and I've listened to Super Scoreboard since the game in Naples, and the fans and indeed the pundits like Gordon DL have been extremely critical of Rangers' performance. Tomorrow, to use an old cliche, this is a game for the men you'd want beside you in the trenches. If your heart's not in it, if your performance level is not good enough, you're no use to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst tomorrow. He needs 11 fully committed players. It's a great weekend at the top, Kenny, because dare I mention what it should look like on paper. Normally, you would look at Celtic going to Livingston as being one of one of their really tough venues, a place that they don't particularly like to go, albeit Ange Postacoglu's side did well, I think, on the last visit. Um, and Rangers have a home game. And if you were an optimist in, in the, the Rangers fans, you would say, well, we've got the chance at home to close the, the gap on the Saturday. You go and put the pressure on them on the Sunday. But as we just saw last week, Celtic were meant to have the harder fixture and it didn't, didn't quite pan out that way. So it's going to be a massive weekend at the top either way, isn't it? Well, it's intriguing because everything that you've just said 
it's the, we've talked about it so many times on the show the, the psychology of Scottish football very very rarely the Rangers and Celtic play at the same time so one's always got that opportunity just that that chance to go and put a result that three points on the board to, to, to assert pressure on the, on the opposition last week Celtic did it you know and Rangers failed this week Rangers have got the opportunity to do it a tough fixture there's no doubt about it everything that surrounds it with, uh, all the injuries that Rangers have got at the moment in their current form uh, and, and performance level not really where Giovanni would like it it's going to be a tough afternoon but at home in front of their own fans when there's a needed a much needed victory uh, Rangers are still obviously heavily heavy favourites and with Celtic going to Livingston by the way nobody likes going to Livingston in fact nobody likes playing against Livingston by, by, by the way that they play and how committed they actually are as a team mm. say that again one of the most consistent teams I think in the league mm. by how they turn up for their work every single week so brilliant weekend great fixtures even the other fixtures that are excellent as well so a lot to look for to. Absolutely Dundee United Motherwell Hibs St Mirren St Johnson Kelly Of course Hearts Wait till Sunday as well So get your calls in Right now 0141 951 1025 Rangers fans How do you feel About the game tomorrow What is the mindset Heading along Do you actually Fear the worst Or is this the type Of game you bounce Back in And for the What feels like The 50th time This season already What team do you Want to pick Because it seems Like every week It's very Sporadic It's hard to predict Sometimes Scott Wright plays And Sakala And Matondo And sometimes it's Cholak And sometimes it's Morelos And Yilmaz came in the other night And so on what, what, What's the team what's, what's the best team To give Rangers a chance tomorrow Against Aberdeen Let us know 01419511025 And of course All the weekend's Other big talking points A look back on Europe And anything else You've got for us We will do it right here So pick up that phone please as I say, every every night you do have the option to tweet us at Clyde SSB, but it's much better to speak to you uh, on the phones. Let's hear a bit from Giovanni van Bronckhorst. He says it's vital they start quick tomorrow to get the fans on side. Uh, he says they'll definitely be against them if they play like they did last week. Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, as I said before, it's the way we start. We have to start positive, you know, on the front foot, and um, that also will... Uh, get the reaction of the fans. That's a normal dynamic you have in, in the games. And, uh, you know, you don't want to start the way we started last week because then, of course, um, the, the fans will, uh, you know, will, will be almost against you, you know, in, in a way of uh, that they're not agreeing what, what happens on the pitch. So that's why we have to start well, organized with energy, with creating chances, positive thinking forwards, uh, and uh, and be aggressive And that's the that's the, how we need to start tomorrow Right, come on Rangers fans What are you thinking tomorrow? Are you heading along? How do you think it's going to go? What team should that manager pick? 01419511025 Willie's a Rangers fan uh, First up tonight, Willie What's on your mind? Uh, I tell me he's injured again He must get injured putting his socks on I've been trying to do it Months ago, I don't know who doctors are either. Doctor Buller and Doctor Frankenstein. Oh, you <laughs> possibly. Uh, had the, in the case we missed that, sorry, at the start, Hugh, I think it broke up a little bit. Kemar Roof is injured again, is what Willie mentioned, which is indeed true. Again, Kemar Roof has nothing to do with Rangers and what's happened this season. He's come back briefly and now he's out again. So Willie's entitled to be perplexed. However, if the guy is injury prone, he's injury prone. But. Wherever Rangers have been this season And wherever they'll be tomorrow It's got nothing to do with Kamar Roof Because he hasn't been a playing part of it all So mm. sympathy for the player But his absence is of mm. no real concern tomorrow 
I, I get where Hugh's coming from, Kenny, but for fans like Willie, they just feel like it's just a, the latest in a long line of things to be annoyed at because he's just back. And, and Willie makes the joke when did he get injured putting on his socks? Willie says, Yes, sympathy with a player who I'm sure is frustrated as anyone. Um, but the, the Rangers fans just feel like it's another thing that's going against them at the moment. And it's another thing, you're right, gone because things are not going too well at the moment, and it's a player who, when he has been fit and available, has, has done not a bad job. You know, his goal-scoring record's excellent. You know, I actually bumped into him on a, on the plane going down to one of the games, uh, one of the Champions League games. He was going down just to get the all clear to get back to training, and he was so happy, and he was buzzing to be back involved. Uh, couldn't wait to get back on the field, you know. So, like you say, real sympathy to him, because I think he's got something to offer when he's fully fit and fire, and he's, like I said, his goal-scoring record is, is, is there for all to see. So, it's just another thing that the Rangers fans can be can vent their frustration at again if it's now going to be at the medical team why why do these players keep getting injured why do they keep breaking down why is it taking them maybe so long to get back so it's just another thing that can be thrown into the equation but like you say is ultimately the form the lack of performance the results is has uh, been has had nothing to do with the absence of, of Kamar Roof um, Willie how important is tomorrow? Oh it's very important very important forget about Wednesday Saturday was the most important thing they go someplace by Celtic, Mig's over. Mig's all Rangers will never get back. There's no bit of players. It's not a guy. Oh, tell me, I don't know if they found him. Oh, my goodness me. It feels to you like it's all there, you know, in terms of Willie's talking about just the cold, hard arithmetic of that league table. If this weekend ends seven points behind, yeah. Um, what? how big a game is this for the manager, though, before you even get to the, the league table? The game is. Of incredible importance to Giovanni Van Bronckers Because were he to lose tomorrow You can hear the final whistle And what will follow that final whistle And we'll be fully occupied between 5 and 6 With callers saying it's time To call an end to his Rangers managership um, I really believe that is the case Tomorrow he must win I, I thought a line in the sand had been drawn when Rangers lost 7-1 to Liverpool at Ibrox. I, I, I was surprised he survived that, to be honest. And since then... At that point, though, you know, two points behind in the league and so on, was that not enough? I, well, I just think that the dramatic nature of Rangers losing by a record amount at Ibrox uh, would have done for him. But um, I, I wish the man well. He's a good and decent man, Giovanni Van Bronckers. But in football, it's a... A harsh environment And if he loses tomorrow I'm not sure he can survive the experience you agree with that? Uh, I think it's hard to disagree with it To be honest uh, There's been so much negativity Surrounding the team And let's not forget Champions League results aside And I know we can't completely discard The Champions League results But domestic results up until last weekend Were pretty good Since the defeat to, to Celtic It was actually five wins in a row Domestic wins mm. in a row Going into uh, the game last Saturday uh, so you're looking at five wins and a draw But it's not the results It's not just the results It's the performances of the team It's the It's the I know Giovanni again Giovanni asking for a more entertaining I don't want to use the word boring uh, But it's a hard watch And you know I think a lot of the Rangers fans feel the same That they're going there And, and they're not holding too much optimism Out for a performance And Can this team do it? Well they've shown they can 
you know, but they need to find their feet again. They need to find that belief, that that spirit and that togetherness that they showed last season, taking them all the way to Seville. They need to find out that quickly, you know, and that's Giovanni's job. You know, that's him and his staff's job. They now need to look at how they train, how they play and how they can get the best out of this group. And also, a lot will depend on how Celtic do at Livingston on Sunday. If Rangers were to drop anything tomorrow, then if Celtic won on Sunday, it would be bad for Giovanni Van Bronckers. But you go back to Livingston, to this wee man, Davy Martindale, to what happens when teams go there, Celtic included. Celtic had one terrific display at Livingston last season. Mm-hmm. And it was pivotal in terms of the championship because it got a monkey off their back. Every time Celtic went to Livingston, the fans were uncertain of the outcome. And it was a, a place where... Celtic lost in the early days of Ange Postacoglu and then pulled themselves together so for both of them it's a big weekend both of them what do you think Rangers fans Willie's not happy how do you feel heading into tomorrow I mean sum it up how big is it we know it's a big game but I mean how big is it what are you thinking do you feel like a performance can be produced what needs to happen what does the team need to look like because it's getting very very hard to predict that Rangers team isn't it so who should play uh, and who shouldn't play Pick up the phone uh, And do let us know Of course some fans Have even been questioning The fitness of the Rangers players This week Saying it doesn't look Intense enough But the Rangers manager Says nothing has changed And says in fact Their schedule this season Is more intense We didn't change Any um, any training We're still in um, in, uh, in a very hectic schedule I think the The, the Champions League uh, Schedule is more Intensive than the, When we were in Europa League because of the the days we have now already a couple of weeks when we only have two days in between uh, to to rest and in 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 europe in europe it's only it's, it's three or four so that that makes it quite hectic also you know the the dance program because of the world cup i think is influencing a lot it's you know look at oh, everywhere in europe there are so many years more than than we used to and uh so i think we are it's also the the, the demanding schedule and uh, we just have to keep continuing. We have a lot of uh, injuries uh, with, with impact, you know, instead of muscles. So that's also a difference. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough schedule for all of us, but we have to keep going. Only the staff in there will know for sure, Kenny. Uh, they're the ones that will measure everything and the sports scientists will be across it, I'm sure. So all the outside, what we can go on is what your eyes tell you And then you get the The little insight Like everyone keeps mentioning The stat the other night That Napoli ran Four kilometres more As a team Than Rangers did Do they look As Let's not say fit Because I'm assuming they're fit Do they look as intense As, as they should be No They don't And again I, I put that solely down to Where they're at As a as a squad at the moment They're, they're Low on confidence They're Their energy levels There's no doubt They're not showing like it's not not fit. That's not what it is. It's they're not showing the same intensity, the same energy levels as what they've shown. In the so past. it's that mental thing, confidence. I, I, I think it's more mental than physical. Absolutely, I think they're really, really low at the moment. They've they've been battered for pillar to post. Not just for even when they're winning games, they're they're getting booed off. Uh, they've had two four nils against Hearts and St Mirren, and it's not seemed to dampen down the, the the kind of negativity surrounding the performance, and that takes its toll. Throw in injuries to players, and all the uncertainty of who's going to be playing. I mean, you're looking tomorrow. I think there's pretty much seven players that will play. You know, as much as I don't think those players have been right at the top of their game, I think the the, the choices are: is it Young Maz or Barisic at left back? Is it going to be Tillman or maybe Arfield in that kind of attacking midfield role? Right. 
forward for me Is it Sakala, is it Matondo, is it right? I don't know Is it you? Uh, listen, I've got my boots are dusted off if required And uh, you've got King or maybe Sands uh, at the centre-back position So I think McGregor, Tavernier, Davis, Cholak, Lundstrom, Dave, other Davis and Kent I think they'll all play you know, so and is that right? I, again, mm. I don't know. Do they deserve to play? That's another question. Well, but I think there's a lot of players that do that will play tomorrow that we know. Answer the man, Rangers fans. I know it was Napoli. I know it was a tough test. But how does what happened in Naples impact the starting eleven tomorrow for you? Let us know right now. Uh, we'll speak to Dominic. Dominic, how do you feel about everything that's happening at the moment? Hi, Gordon. Uh, Kerry, Uncle Hugh. I not very well, Gordon. I think it's. Ridiculous at the moment. I think that see the the game the game. I've looked at the next five games, right? I think they are crucial before the, the international break, and nobody don't need to win all five games. But tomorrow, I don't. I can't see us taking. It. I, I would talk for the best for a draw tomorrow. But yeah, even in the next five games, if the, the results don't improve, I would like to see a new match. Geo get let him go and bring in some days. So we get fresh ideas because it's been ridiculous. You see, Tav Tavnier talking about t- tactics. No, uh, sorry, saying he's behind the manager, but you can't. You, you don't see that in the part. What the likes of Morelos, he's decided he's not fit enough. Do you know what I mean? It's a joke. Yeah, I mean, Hugh. What if ever a sentence summed up where some Rangers fans are at the moment? It's a uh, hope for a draw tomorrow against uh-huh. Aberdeen at home. I mean, how, how did that happen? Well, it happens because uh, they, they've watched their team draw with Livingston, which they would have thought impossible at Ibrox. They've watched their team lose seven goals in a European match at Ibrox, which they were entitled to think was impossible. Uh, and now they are conditioned in a negative way. They don't believe in the team and they don't believe that the players believe in the manager. And that's another vicious circle. Uh, always darkest before the dawn, of course. Uh, if these Rangers players don't know the importance of tomorrow's match Then they are of no use to the club And that's why I think Stephen Davis and Scott Arfield will return for sure Because they really do understand And that you have to have them there And Cholak, I think, would have to play and leave Morelos out Because Morelos is not a contributor at the moment It has to be those you can really, really trust. You're looking for volunteers mm. tomorrow, not conscripts. You're looking for volunteers who understand the importance of the occasion to Rangers. Does the assessment of who you can definitely trust right now look a bit more difficult, though, than it once did? Yes, without doubt. Because um, if you've not got you know loads of players that are informed, then yeah, it must be, must be challenging. These players believed in themselves last season That's why Rangers made it to a European final They don't demonstrate the same level of belief in themselves this time But as we always say of managers Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is looking at them every day And he should know If he doesn't know There's an even bigger problem But he should know who he can trust tomorrow Uh, And he's already said the start is so important Jim Goodwin, the Aberdeen manager has gone early speaking about get the crowd on Rangers back. Well, the onus mm. is on Aberdeen to, to start as quickly yeah. as Livingston did last Saturday. Yeah, because managers always say that, Kenny. That comes up every time Celtic or Rangers play, but I feel like tomorrow is like the prime example of that, isn't it? If you're Aberdeen. You know, these statements are they are said in every single game all, all across the world. You know, you want to start fast. Mm. 
teams like Aberdeen Don't want to start fast by the way They want to get a good foothold yeah. in the game By doing that They will silence this crowd Which might be a, a really hostile Volatile crowd Towards their own team Tomorrow If Rangers don't go off to a good start So It's all It's all Kind of Like natural things That you would expect to hear From the manager It's again It comes back to the, the, the players starting the game Their performance levels Their attitude To turn up and mm. work Because Through a, a lack of confidence Through all these Negative performances That's where I think And the belief That, that, that Hugh talked about That's where it can actually Look like there's maybe Not as co- much commitment To the cause Which we know Isn't always the case You know yep. it's just It can be We're not perf- As an mm. individual And as a team We're not performing as well So you can look Less committed But absolutely tomorrow Rangers need to force The issue Right for the off tomorrow And the, the, the fans That turn up they have got a huge part to play Make no mistake about it Quickly Dominic Because I'm a bit late for this travel You're talking about getting through to the World Cup And so on So does that mean you've still got a little bit of faith That the Rangers manager can turn this round after that? You've got to give it a, Just quick Well quick oh Gordon You've got to give it a chance But we need somebody If, if it doesn't happen I'd like to see a guy Let's get the strength with Graham Soonest that we come and rip the squad apart and get back to basics because that's what we need. But th- thanks again, lads. Pleasure, Dominic. Thank you very much. 01419511025. Great time to call, by the way, because we'll get the travel and that means you could be up next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans are waiting patiently on you to get in touch 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB building up to a huge game tomorrow between Rangers and Aberdeen don't think we've had many on with the suggestions of what is the best team at the moment for you Rangers fans because everybody that seems to get picked you then end up criticising after the game so who is nailed on? Who, who are the guys that you trust to go out there and get those vital three points tomorrow? Do let us know of course we've got a bit uh, longer to wait For Celtic's trip to Livingston But by all means Celtic fans get in touch Because we're going to hear uh, From Ange Postacoglu very soon as well Maybe even there'll be some Hearts fans out there Who want to bask in a rare win For a Scottish team in Europe as well You know the number 0141-951-1025 This is a very brief clip of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst But just because it's on the specific subject of his future uh, And I thought I would let you hear it no, not, not, I didn't have any, of course I have discussions with the board and with Russ, but uh, my, my future and my position at the moment was never discussed, no. You know this, Hugh, because you've been in many, many press conferences, many yeah. more than me. It, it takes a while for the actual subject of the manager's future to be asked. Yes. You know, fans will... Especially nowadays Fans will tweet about it And fans will phone in here And say the manager must go But the the media almost Have to wait until they feel like it's A valid Acceptable question to ask And one that can be asked Without the manager Being Completely Disrespected by it So we're yeah. clearly at that stage then Whether he Whether he has these discussions or not What happens is You don't ask that question First of all In case the manager throws a strop and the press conference comes to a sudden halt And you've got two pages of a newspaper to fill <laughs> And you've got no words to fill it with uh, You also try And be respectful of the man The man who's had uh, an illustrious career uh, Ask the question Because you have to ask the question But ask it respectfully And I think he gave A respectful answer back again uh, But Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has had two 
tours of duty in this city One is a player, one is manager And he knows the importance of tomorrow's game He's not a silly man He knows that any points dropped tomorrow Will be catastrophic mm. for him Assuming that Celtic win on Sunday Look, let's bring in Alan and Falkirk Alan, because I know that Sometimes it's the negativity that gets Shouted the loudest Absolutely So is is it unfair Should anyone be talking about Giovanni van Bronckhorst's future Do you have more faith in him Or are we at that stage uh, Good evening panel Hello Personally I have faith in him uh, But as you says So I'm contradicting myself If he gets beat tomorrow The pressure will be on Definitely But my, my point was To the panel And maybe more Kenny Who's behind the scenes of football clubs Do you think uh, Gio is picking these players That we are signing Or is it Ross Wilson For a simple reason I cannot believe as a Rangers fan We have Giovanni Van Bronckhurst And four or five Dutch staff And no, no, they must know the Dutch market inside out And we've never signed a player for Holland Seen this Kenny A lot A lot of Rangers fans say We expected Dutch players And we don't have any that, does it, I don't know, does that matter to you? Didn't they? They tried to get a couple of lads that were at PSV and I think they were out with, uh, I think they were a, a little bit above the market that Rangers were shopping in. Uh, so, so they have tried uh, to answer the first part of your question. When you're at a football club, and again, this is not directed at Rangers because I don't know uh, the working relationship between Ross Wilson and what exactly his, uh, his remit is. But for me, at a football club, it has to be a collaboration between the, again, if it's the sporting director or director of football, whatever the title is that Ross holds, and the manager. And also the recruitment team. You know, everybody has to feed in and give their opinions on who they feel would be the, good, the best signings for the football club. Ultimately, I think the final call would be made by Gio. You know, I think Ross would be working super hard to to find a lovely footballer that he feels is going to be capable, not only performing for Rangers, but dealing with everything that comes along with representing Rangers uh, and the scrutiny that you're constantly under and pressures, as, as we can see going into tomorrow. But I think he would provide Gio with good options or options. And then Giovanni, I think, would work with them and they would come up with the, with the decisions together. You know, I don't think it, or I don't, Think this is my only my opinion. I don't think that it would fall on the shoulders of one man. I think it would be a collaboration between everybody who's actually employed by the club to go and do that job. Every time, every single time, without fail, a team who has a director of football or a sporting director is having a bad time of it on the pitch. The question of who signs the players comes up. No one cares. Yeah. No one cares when it's going well, and. In other countries in Europe They made their peace with this stuff a long time ago It's yep. just the structure and it's just what you do We're still a bit suspicious of it here Well Ross Wilson does have to take some of the blame As does Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Last season Rangers invested their trust in uh, Ahmad Diallo And uh, in Aaron Ramsey And neither worked And uh, this season we're watching For example Robbie Matondo come on uh, and last half an hour as a second half substitute on a day against Livingston when all was going wrong. Um, Cholak has certainly worked and Cholak should definitely play tomorrow because I think that he would be Rangers' best hope of a goal or goals tomorrow. But the extent to which Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has sanctioned all signings, I have no idea. However, the signings, for the most part... Are not working out And that is down to Ross Wilson 
And the manager So does all of this mean Alan You're willing to cut the manager a bit more slack Than some other people Because you feel like other things are not helping Yes uh, That's my view And, and injuries as well uh, And you, you can't uh, Well there's Personally as a Rangers fan Having a touch suitor Because of his injury problems uh, Stephen Gerrard at signed Ruth Ruth is the same Ruth's a very very good player And his goal return is brilliant But uh, Gerard sent him And he was out for months and months at a time Before he came to us Ryan Jack Another good player uh, If you look at I think he's missed 100 games uh, Since he came to Rangers uh, But that's not the manager's fault And that's not Rossi's Wilson's fault We just seem to sign players That are injury prone And that's another thing We need to get away from as well Matondo's another one he's, He was out injured for long time uh, Spells as well And we, we go and sign him Well <sighs> Other than that, Alan, other than that, it's all good. Uh, thank you to Alan and Falkirk who outlines his concerns. It's a it's a indicative of um, the position that Rangers are in on the eve of the game against Aberdeen. Injuries, bad moves in the transfer market, um, general lack of confidence. Uh, is the manager getting the best out of the players? Are the players playing for the manager? It's. Indicative of a club In the position in which Rangers find themselves Let's bring in Graham uh, Who's a Rangers fan on the line Graham indulge me I've been asking since the start of the show We've not had too many suggestions yet In terms of this team tomorrow Given everything that's gone on Who are the ones that you trust at the moment Who are the ones that you, you are hanging your hat on for tomorrow At the moment mate There's nobody you can trust at the moment But there's some Who Well Kent Marellis, they shouldn't be even in that team. They don't want to be there, mate. They've gied up. Sands, he couldn't find Mark if he fell out a boat with a pass. And Scott Wright, his first touch is a 10 yard pass. Van Bronckhurst is getting a lot of abuse and a lot of stick. But I don't believe he's changed his training from last year to this year. These players have got to have a long hard look at themselves, mate. It's disgusting the work they're doing. They're robbing the fans. They're not putting everything in. Well, it appears they're not putting everything in. They'll say they are, but it doesn't look like it to me. Here's one for you Graham right On the, the, the balance of blame If you like Between player and manager What sort of level of performance Do you expect from Scott Wright When he plays a game A massive game Gets brought off at half time Barely starts any of the next 10 games Then gets put on in another Big game And gets brought off at half time Sometimes Sakala plays Sometimes Matondo So on and so forth Is it any surprise That the, the players are inconsistent? No but You show consistency When you play If you're not the team You're fighting to get in the team when you get into the team, you don't put in a performance like Scott Wright put in the other night. He could have taken every ball bounced off from 10 yards away. Graham, can I, you've told us who you wouldn't want to play. Who would you want to play? That's what I'm saying, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know what's in reserve. I don't know if there's a... What about the boy that played last year was injured, just came back here, the young boy? Alex Lowry. What about Keen Hammer, we shot? Could he get any worse? It's looking like a front three of Lowry, Keevans and Miller at this point Because there's lots of problems but not many solutions To quote the immortal words of Charlie Mulgrew And uh, uh, Graham has just said it Give Alex Lowry a wee shot This isn't a set of swings This is a a serious position in which Rangers find themselves He performed well though last season didn't he And Rangers fans been desperate to see more of him If if Alex Lowry played tomorrow, Mm. okay But it's not a case of give him a wee shot Is he fit enough to play? Is he match fit? Uh what does Giovanni Van Bronckhurst think he can do for him? How long can he last, etc, etc But the manager really ought mm. to know The ones that he can put Hang his hat on as they say mm. And that's why No Morelos for me Cholak 
I'd be tempted just to leave Kent out I'd, I'm fed up saying uh, When's he going to open this locker of his Which apparently contains everything uh, I'd be tempted to leave him out I just think that there's a <clears throat> Absolutely right I don't think there's too many players that you would pick uh, where, where a real confidence that they're going to deliver a performance I just think like See the training side of it Just because something's worked doesn't mean it's always going to work you know, so I think there needs to be some serious look at how they are working at the moment. And I, listen, there's a long, long list of injury at the moment, of, of, of key players. And I said uh, on Monday that I think Giovanni is now, at the moment, the reason there's a lot of chopping and changes is searching for the right combinations, whether that be centre-backs, uh, and then that links into the full-back. Through midfield, there's been so many different combinations used. It's been a two and a one, it's been a one and a two, it's been three up front again. Nobody's really grabbing that jersey So you can understand why Giovanni's having to chop and change And try and think Well you know what That never worked You know Again The flip side it is Players need a run of games To find that level of confidence And see if you're putting Scott Wright For, for argument's sake Into last year's team Like he did by the way Leipzig Home and away Euro, Europa League final Scott Wright's playing And by the way Playing his part In a successful Rangers team But when you're chopping And changing guys Out of a team That's not performing And there's not many guys In that team that are mm-hmm. That's when it's even harder For somebody I to find A level of performance Part of the selection process Tomorrow I think Is going to have to be Based on What if Rangers start badly What if Aberdeen do a Livingston And take A one goal lead Because at that point The ground The whole atmosphere Inside the ground Becomes hostile mm. Who Is going to buckle Under those circumstances And who Is going to Take a deep breath Roll up the sleeves And get on with it You have to d- Discern between Those who buckle And those who battle I mean Graham. It sounds You don't have to pick one look Inevitably The manager will take a bit of blame The players take a bit of blame Board, recruitment, whatever um, But You definitely it's, it's mostly about the players for you By the sounds of it, yeah? 70% mate, aye And I don't think Van Bronckhorst was back to the way I don't think he was sitting in China and went I watch the championship And watch Tom Lawrence at Derby I don't believe that for a minute I don't think he's seen any players So I'll give him 30% Because maybe He kind of get in and out the players Maybe he's a bit well, he comes across as quite boring, doesn't he? But 70 players have got to look at themselves, I think. Just quickly on recruitment, though, Kenny. I mean, that again, it's quite a funny way that Graham's put it, but it doesn't have to work like that. As you say, a recruitment staff, Ross, it's not even by the way, all be Ross Wilson, it'll be staff under him. They then identify targets, mm. take them to the manager, doesn't have to have his own list of all the targets. I agree, I'm not sure Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was watching Tom Lawrence when he was in China. But that doesn't mean that it's not him that's had an input into the signing. Not at all. And that's why you've got, like a manager of a football club, particularly a football club the size of Rangers, has got so much to do. He's now got to deal with the trade. That's why you've got a big support staff. You know, and they guys need to help Giovanni. You know, and I'm sure they are. But they've got to work together to try and find the answer. So as a manager, you've got to deal with the trainers. You're picking the team. You're dealing with 25, 28 different personalities and characters. And you, you need to know how to, what, what, which buttons to push on all of them. Again, your staff can help you out with that. You've got to manage upwards with the, with, with the directors of football, the owners, the boards. There's so much to go on. That's why you have a directory football, sporting director. And the directory football has a head of recruitment. The head of recruitment has 20 scouts that are doing that job. And these are guys that are paid to bring the best options to Glasgow Rangers. Well, the manager's boring. Some of the players can't 
hit water if they fell out a boat Some's first touch is a 10 yard pass All according to Graham by the way So if you want to put even a slightly more positive spin on things We're here for you Graham. try and enjoy your weekend will you And we'll take more of your calls next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141-951-1025 I mean with friends like these Hugh Evans, I noticed that the Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, Twitter account is advertising specky tube costumes <laughs> uh, For Halloween And it's got your face on it Yes I don't know who was behind I told that you, but, um, I told you My granddaughter used to run around school Saying My papa is a specky tube So the, It was the proudest moment In their lives The grandchildren When I, when I was christened a specky tube Kenny who, who are we to argue? Do you know what I mean? Harsh if you no point. Yeah. Harsh but true <laughs> uh, Don't know about a tube but, mm. yeah, And of course argue. Which we, we evolved it didn't we? That means it was exactly a year ago We dressed you up as the wee guy for Squid Games Yes Remember putting in the zero zero one, one tracksuit. Yeah. Oh, I think that's still hanging in the it office. Well seen. Well seen. Things don't get tidied up around here. It's still hanging in one of the coat racks in the office. Right. We'll need to get. We'll need to get thinking. I want to get you dressed up as something over the weekend. Get your suggestions <laughs> in uh, at Clyde SSB zero one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's speak to John, who's a Celtic fan on the line. You've got an extra day, John, uh, living on Sunday. What's on your mind? I, first of all, I would just like to say I think it's a brilliant event my football club's doing and handing in off a half a million pound out to families affected by fuel power. I think that's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely, but well said. Superb. Uh, I am looking forward to Sunday. I was as you say, it was a hard game in Livingston. But my point is to you and Kenny, and mostly you, Kenny, being a striker, you think Jack Amakis now has is, is moved in front of Kyogo as the, the first choice? The forum wise, you know, good debate. I like that. Great question, you know. And I would have to say, based on the form, yes. Uh, I think at the moment, what he does look like as well that he maybe just offering the team a little bit more than what Kyogo is. I think when Kyogo first came in, he just he hit the ground running, didn't he? And he was scoring goals every other week up until he got injured. Uh, but if you really watched his game, he never gave you too much more out, out with uh, his goal scoring. It was a constant threat to, to, to the defence and to a back line by always looking to get beyond. Uh, I think Jack Amakis really took up that role in the second half of last season and finished off really, really strong, scored a lot of goals, important goals as well. And he's continued that into the season, even with kind of limited game time. So I would say at the start of the season, I said Kyogo will play uh, when fully fit. He would start the season, which he did. I think now there's a far bigger question in, in, in Angie's mind. And he's fortunate he's got two good strikers there. But <laughs> on form, John, I think, I think you could be spot on. When... You go back to the game against uh, Shakhtar Donetsk on Wednesday. A chance presents itself in the box and Giacomacus sticks it away. In the other end of the field, a chance presents itself to Kyogo and he fails to stick it away. Therefore, strikers stand or fall by their numbers. And right now, Giacomacus, I can see that header against Hearts at Tynecastle last weekend. Terrific header from a set piece. Late G- winner against St. Johnson. Yep. Giacomacus is scoring. Two against Kyogo, Yeah. Kyogo is not scoring. And therefore, yes, he has leapfrogged Kyogo in the pecking order. What did you think of them both playing together, John, the other night? You don't see that too often. I well, I was going with my other point. Uh, I, I I thought it'd done all right together. They say as Kenny would say, Kyogo's movement is fantastic. I mean, but at the present moment, Jack Amakis looks more of a threat. But I know 
the, the other night when when you when that team read out, it was more or less like Jens and Carter Vickers, the two defenders, and then it was like that eight forwards. That's what it was like that night. So I, I would like Celtic in, in the domestic game to go with a team like that the more to play Haksabanovic. I don't be wrong, I thought Moy would have played that night, uh, Shun Kenny. But the other night, I mean, it was just, obviously, it was a, a pure attack-minded team, as all, all we always do. But I would like to see that line-up in their domestic league because most teams wouldn't live with us you know what I mean and that with the way they play What did you make of it Kenny because I know you, you, you look at these things closely we were on late on Tuesday we watched the game Mark and Gordon liked the way it worked they, they liked Kyogo's performance in that role of course then as Hugh says the, the headline bit the striker bit as he gets a big chance and, and, he, and he fluffed mm. his lines but did, how, how do you think it worked with him being you know, deeper than Giacomacchus? Listen, he was, he was, I think he was free. You know, he was free to roam and I think he more often roamed kind of across to that left-hand side and, and, and caused an overload across there with Abada and Matt O'Reilly and, uh, uh, sorry, right the right-hand yeah, side, yeah. yeah. Uh, with Juranovic, uh, O'Reilly and Abada. And I think it worked well. Uh, he did start as a, as a two sometimes and, and normally came off there. I just think for Kyogo, it's not his strongest area of his game. You know, he came in and scores a number of goals. He's a constant threat. Everybody's talking about his movement and how ruthless he is with his finishing. Well, you take that out of the game, and I, I, I don't think moving forward, Angel play him there. I really don't. I just think there's too many players mm. that can do that job uh, better. Yeah. And, you know, more effective. Guys like Turnbull, when McGregor comes back, O'Reilly will well, the thing, we, are, we are talking about a time at the moment where McGregor's not fit and neither's Jota. Yeah. So if both of them are fit, pretty much both of them play. Incidentally, uh, Manch Postacoglu saying today Jota is back He's fit, he's available But unlikely to uh, To start the match against Livingston Aye and even I think even if he was ready to go and I don't think you'd maybe start him on that That mm. surface as well Coming back for an injury So it's good news for Celtic Because Jota I think they do miss him As much as their form has kind of Picked back up after a defeat And a couple of win, wins Where they just seem to get over the line Against St Johnston and Motherwell So they'll be able to welcome mm. Him back into a squad That are actually really backfiring at the moment I think you have to concentrate On Carter Vickers and Jens on Sunday because uh, they gave away each gave away a daft penalty against Harps neither looked convincing against Shakhtar Donetsk remember if uh, Shakhtar had taken the easiest chance of 2022 then uh, Is that their fault? Well, I know it's easy to talk about centre-backs but is that what, what part did those two really play in that? No, but it's all, all about perception. If that if that is scored and it's a two one home defeat, mm. then you view everything in a different light. If it's not Lyndon Dykes, it's Joel Nubley, and uh, you know big Livingston centre forwards have been knocking about big central defenders for Celtic for a long time now. I think I'm I'm looking at those two on mm. Sunday and Joel Nubley. Uh, you know, whoever if Jackamacus starts. I'd have every confidence in him because he's he's in a, a good vein of form right now, and the James Forrest likes Livingston, and you know Abada would be in the team for me, etc. etc. But I think we also have to look at the back, and uh, you know I think Joel Nubley will be looking forward to this game. I'm sure he will be. Thank you very much to John. We're out of time for the moment. Someone has RW those sent in a picture, Hugh, to suggest. That you could dress up with the green bottle He says Buckfast Keevans Has a good ring to it And he sent me some uh, inspiration for you So we'll see We'll maybe get you kitted out for <laughs> Over the weekend Thanks again to John It's that time already And th- look This is important tonight Trust me Beat 
the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. Three in a row beat the pundit victories for the listeners. The pundits have lost Tuesday. Wednesday and Thursday Well so nobody's won since I won 6-2 on Monday Exactly oh, The place is falling apart without you um, I don't think we'll ever have had four in a row for the listeners Ever, 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 ever So me and you are under more pressure than Rangers against exactly. tomorrow See if you don't start fast the crowd will be on your back And if you don't win you're sacked basically 01419511025 Your chance to beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here It's picking up pace Hughes A lot of suggestions for your Halloween outfit Robert McCann says definitely Ned Flanders Oh yeah I can see that Uh, Sean White wants you to dress up as Robbie Williams uh, (laughs) Because he's had a few nights in Glasgow And of course your colleagues DL and Wilson went off to see him last night but Shameful look like though? I mean like Has he got an iconic outfit that you would look at and say that's Robbie Will. Oh, you need to wear the tiger pants, and I don't know if that's no, you're and right. That's it. Yeah. And that's no, why I mean. tiger why. And then we've got, we've got you know like you'll get arrested. So then we've got a whole different problem. So uh, no, I think we'll steer clear of that one. Anyway, uh, keep your calls coming. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, as has been the case for a number of nights now. Lots of uh, criticism uh, aimed at the Rangers players and, and management and so on ahead of a massive game tomorrow. So how do you feel about that, Rangers fans? You can elaborate. Uh, who, who are the players you trust tomorrow Who are the ones That you think can deliver the three points Just before the news uh, We were speaking about Celtic Is Giacomakis the number one striker at the moment John asked on the phone Get your calls in ahead of that trip to Livy And anything else you fancy at all Get in touch We'll play this first Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football You've got responsibility here to make this sound dramatic And it does, you know, it's three defeats in a row For the pundits And three victories in a row for the listeners But you can boil it down It basically means that the only person that's won this week is Kenny Miller And you've got Gordon DL and Marvin Bartley to blame uh, for the run Because Gordon DL has spectacularly lost twice in one week (laughs) He also lost with uh, not putting a point on the board Yeah, it's not 1-0 or something that's, that's not good great, though. is it? That, that, that's good for the rest of us because it leaves him as the worst of the lot. Sets the bar low. Yeah. I like your thinking. Mark's in Bayliston. How's it going, Mark? Not bad, Gordon. How's yourself? I mean, is it sunk in, Mark? What's at stake here? Four in a row no. for the listeners. Uncharted territory. Aye, it's a big night. It's a massive night. Good. I'm, I'm glad you're up for it, heads. It's Hugh Keevan's tales. It will be Kenny Miller. Now, bear in mind, there's a, wee, there's a wee work night out after this, Mark. So there's every chance that Hugh's already thinking about his first glass of red. So he oh. might be. And his fifth. So he might be taking his eye off the ball here. Heads, it's Hugh. Tails, it's Kenny. I've, I'm dropping the coin. It's me that's getting distracted. And it is. It's head. Oh. Heads. It's 0 0 1. If last year's uh, Halloween costume's anything to go by. Uh, Hugh, you ready? Good. I'm going to give you some Clyde 2 to listen to. Uh, Mark. I'm sure you know the script 30 seconds Answer as many as you can Pass if you don't know Okay Yeah Let's go In what year did Steven Gerrard Become Rangers manager 2017 Which outfield player Has got the most minutes For Celtic this season uh, Carl Vickers Jonah Ayunga Has scored the most goals For which Scottish Premiership side This season St Martin Name any Scottish team John Sutton Had two separate spells with Motherwell which Scotsman has capped his English Premier League side 10 times this campaign? 
Captain, sorry, Captain. Uh, Liam Cooper. A name either Scottish team Simon Stainrod has managed. Pass. Which Scotsman, and I'm going to finish it because I took too long. Which Scotsman was the top scorer in the first season of the Scottish Premiership? So that's 2013 14. Uh, that's a tough question, that, you know, that was tough. Let's bring no. back Hugh. Hugh, can you hear us? I can. Same set of questions. Ready? Okay. Let's go. In what year did Stephen Gerrard become Rangers manager? 2017 Which outfield player has played the most minutes for Celtic this season? Um, pass Jonah Ayunga has scored the most goals for which Scottish Premiership side this season? St Mirren Name any Scottish team that John Sutton had two separate spells with Motherwell Which Scotsman has captained his English Premier League team ten times this campaign? John McGinn Name either Scottish team Simon Stainrod managed Dundee Okay What do you think Mark? Oh was it great was it? Mm, I thought they were quite tough You were both wrong on Stephen Gerrard Kenny 2018 18 <sighs> The outfield player and This just proves This proves that he's still Under the radar He's still underappreciated Greg Taylor Wow You still just don't go there When you think of the most minutes um, But it has been uh, Greg Taylor Jonah Ayunga has scored St Mirren's most goals Well done You both got that Name any Scottish team That the most handsome And talented Of the two Sutton brothers Had separate spells with It was Motherwell or St Mirren For John um, Which Scotsman Has captained His English Premier League side Ten times this season It is John McGinn Mark I mean I get the logic Because Liam Cooper Is Leeds captain I think he's been injured A lot hasn't he I don't think he's played uh, So 3-2 to Hugh Keevans uh, Simon Stainrod Has managed Dundee or Ayr 4-2 to Hugh Keevans uh, and I think you know it's all over, Mark. You had the chance okay. to bounce back, though. The reason this one's a wee bit sneaky because yeah, I mean he is. He's a Scotsman because he played for Scotland, um, but maybe just doesn't spring to mind the same way. Which Scotsman was top scorer in the Premiership's first season, twenty thirteen fourteen? I mean, I've already given you a clue there because he's Scottish. Lee Griffith? No, no, no. He's he's sounds like he, he sounds like us. This guy doesn't, but he played for Scotland. Chris Commons Oh There we go So one, two, three, four for Hugh Two for Mark and Bailiston And hard lines Mark I'm afraid Not good enough to beat the old timer tonight Disaster Disaster <laughs> Thank you Mark and Bailiston Well done listeners It's still a winner this week for you But I'm glad you're here Hugh Keevans Showing DL and Bartley how it's done See I can now walk into the Clyde night out With my hands extended <laughs> And I can say I saved all of you I saved your integrity Your dignity The old fella came That's through why you two are the dream team. Wine. That's why you two are the dream team You <laughs> win Correct. on Monday He wins yeah. on Friday And all falls apart in between oh, That's it, that's yeah. it. You know. Although I must admit I thought for a second there He was going to do the unthinkable And reveal where he was going Did you notice that oh, pause? No, no, he no, said no. I can walk into the yeah. The night out because no, you, no, no, you no. can't go anywhere You've autographs and selfies And you know You're a man about town You know Exactly So anyway uh, Thanks to Mark and Bailison It's 0141951 I wear the... I wear my greatness lightly <laughs> You're humble as well Which is good uh, You can get in touch On the phones or Twitter At Clyde SSB Up to you What do you want to do Elaborate on what was said earlier About Rangers Aberdeen uh, Or perhaps Celtic's trip to Livy Or perhaps something else We had a good win for Hearts uh, last night as well Our own Andy Halliday Getting a goal I won't tell him That Hugh's trying to Take it off him <laughs> And call it an own goal 
um, but we'll we'll, uh, we'll deal with that a bit later on. It was headed for Leith before it hit one of their. <laughs> not at all. That was on target all. all day. Let's give him a bit of credit, grudgingly. Uh, let's hear a bit from Ange Postecoglou. I just don't like him, not because of the advantage it gives. I just don't, I just think it alters the game itself. And By the way, I should say he's talking about plastic pitches, in case you couldn't guess. I, I just don't like him, not because of the advantage it gives. I just don't, I just think it alters the game itself, and um, I much prefer to play on on you know natural turf. I think it's a better game, better game of football, better spectacle, and uh, <clears throat> I think players feel more comfortable on it. So it's not it's not about the advantage that you know uh, other teams get. It's just just my preference I think I understand why they're there and I understand clubs um, some clubs prefer to go that way but I think clubs here in Scotland have proven they can put up some world class pitches when we played at Motherwell and even St Johnson and and, and you know the pitches were great you know and, and it doesn't mean that we have more of an advantage that just because it's a turf pitch I think you know it's a, I just think it's a, it's a better spectacle and, and a better game but you know I understand the reasons that the clubs do it but yeah, I know in Holland now that they've they brought in the rule that they're going to be phased out by, um, and and they were a country that went very big on artificial pitches, you know, uh, because of the weather and, and because of the advantages of them. But I think they've found that, you know, at top level, um, you know, it's not the same game, and and they've decided that you know they're going to change it. Maybe just a personal thing. I think after years of this, I don't have too much desire for a lengthy debate on no. artificial pitches, Hugh, but. And Postacoglu, um, that was pretty fair. It was pretty measured. It wasn't, yeah. um, and he, I think a lot of people will understand. He understands that clubs have them because it's financially beneficial to them to have them. They can make the pitch work for them when they're not actually playing games. However, they're called artificial surfaces. They lead to artificial football. They are a pain in the neck, <laughs> and the sooner they are abolished, at the highest level of our game, we're talking about a game where we're. You know, had Celtic and Rangers in the Champions League in the same season and they have to go and play on awful pitches like that but I understand why Libby have it and they use it to their advantage and good luck to them but artificial surface, artificial football Former Livingston manager Kenny Miller, what do you think? Uh, no, listen, I don't like them uh, Again, fully understand the reasons behind why certain clubs have them I think at the top level of their game I think we should have Grass pitches, I really do. I think it's even when you turn on, you turn on the TV and you see an artificial. So I don't think it looks good for our game. It does slow the tempo up. There's no doubt about it. The teams like particularly like Celtic who want to play this fast attacking football, <laughs> it does make it a little bit tougher. As much as them, I mean, I can't see Livingston wetting it to be honest with you. But if they did, it would dry up Listen, pretty quickly. Marvin Bartley not only will not what they live the sawdust out on it. If he's getting to do even with more it. black stuff, on ah, it, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't think there is any doubt about that. Whether it was some sort of psychological barrier as well I have no idea how the Celtic players felt about it um, But that that win in March felt big for Celtic yeah. didn't it? And it's crazy to think, with no disrespect to Livy That uh, Celtic beating Livingston has this extra significance attached to it But if you look at, look at before that You know, it was... Well, at the start of last season, Celtic did lose there. You go to the season before, it was uh, they only played there once and they drew. The season before that, they played there twice, one draw, one defeat. The season before that, they only played there once and it was a draw. They genuinely could not get a victory um, on that surface. Then we get to March, and ball, as the Celtic fans like to call it, is in yeah. full flow. And just after half time, they're 3 0 up and they, they end up winning the game 3 1. That. Not sure Celtic players need extra confidence to to go to Livy and win, but that that must be helpful to look back on. 
Yeah, um, I can already foresee Ange Postacoglu making five changes to the team that played against Shakhtar Donetsk. That's an Ange thing to do now. Um, wholesale changes, game to game. Uh, but at the back of his mind, he's been here long enough to know that there's mm. a problem playing against a team called Livingston, particularly on the pitch at the Tony Macaroni. Um, but you have to credit Livingston. They've gone to Ibrooks last week on proper grass and showed that they can get the job done. And they will think they can do the same against Celtic. And Celtic will have to bring the famous A game to uh, the Tony Macaroni, mm. or they too could suffer a setback. Well, here's one for you, Kenny Miller. Uh, we've already done Beat the Pundit. We've still to do the full time teaser, so it's not exactly a quiz as such. Remember, caller phoned up and said. Jackie Marcus is now number one Should play him instead of Kyogo Who led the line for Celtic that day In March when they went to Livy and won You're going to say Jackie Marcus I'm not I'm going to tell you it was Dyson Maeda Who did a pretty good job Um, He scored the opening goal I think it's safe to say that will not be happening tomorrow Uh, On Sunday Mm. sorry Definitely not though I don't think so No. I just wondered if there was something about the Because let's be honest How many times have we seen that For Is Celtic Is it because both Both were injured at the time no uh, No Jackie Mack has come on With yeah. 15 minutes to go Kyogo was to be fair um, I just wondered if that was something That day that Was you know Part of the The challenge of going to Livy That Ange Postacoglu Saw a need to mix up Do you remember when uh, Hibbs lost six goals At Celtic Park And Lee Johnson Came out and said that Yes Players have a mental block When it comes to playing Celtic and Rangers Livingston don't suffer from that um, you know, Joel Nubley is not Scottish Other members of the team are not Scottish They come from the unlikeliest of places uh, Joel Nubley was at Haringey uh, Before he came up to play in Scotland But you put them in that team And they become something quite unique Yeah, certainly caused Rangers a lot of trouble last week So we'll see uh, how that pans out Tomorrow uh, On Sunday I should say When Celtic go there Celtic fans If you've got any thoughts uh, On that team Do please uh, On that game Sorry Do please get it And another footnote Or maybe more than a footnote Hugh today Was that Callum McGregor Is apparently ahead of schedule oh. Ange Postacoglu says Should be raring to go For after the break Welcomed well, I'm sure Well Yeah of course it is uh, Outstanding captain And Outstanding contributor For Celtic However Until Callum gets back those who are there, like the Rangers players, they're going to have to negotiate the time between now and the 12th of November when we go into cold storage and the World Cup begins because it's all very well pointing fingers at Rangers and justifiably because they've gone really off the boil. <laughs> but Celtic have to maintain their form until the 12th of November. Uh, we're going to speak to James in <clears throat> Stirling very soon. I've got a couple of things I need to tick off, James, so bear with me. You're a Patience is appreciated Super Scoreboard European football coverage With MoyerAndSweeney.com The top team for your defence oh, What a week it's been Two 11 o'clock finishes in a row All for a good cause though It's been a great Champions League week Yes the results didn't quite go to plan uh, But still been uh, a big occasion To be 
involved in the Champions League at this point in the season Moyer and Sweeney Litigation have been sponsoring our coverage of European football this season And they're giving you the chance to win a 60 inch Samsung 4K Ultra HD TV no less Go to Clyde1.com You can find out more uh, about the services Moyer and Sweeney offer And also that's how you enter for the chance to win So thanks again to Moyer and Sweeney And we'll be back next week I think our final extended show Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here until 11pm for Rangers against Ajax James and Sterling is coming up next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Right, Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here I'm going to do the unthinkable I'm going to get a caller on before I give you the teaser Because he's been waiting for a while And I'm a nice guy, James and Sterling Take it away Good evening panel, how are we? Good, how are you? Uh, good, good, yep. Right. Uh, as a Rangers fan, I'm actually quite positive about uh, tomorrow. Uh, but what I'd like to run by you is uh, my formation and team for tomorrow, if that's okay. Lovely, take it away. Okay, I'd start off with uh, uh, the position would be a 4 1 3 2. Okay, uh, the four at the back, uh, the young lad Vidman at left back, Davies King in the middle, and Tav at right back. Now, the three across the midfield have got uh, Tillman, Davies and Arfield, uh, Kolak and Morelos up front. But the one I've got in the middle there uh, is uh, the key role in the, in the formation change for me. Uh, and I've got it marked out for, for Sands to play tomorrow, uh, which would be good. Uh, I think the versatility of the position would allow him to drop in be- beside Davies and King and give it a... a back three of the centre halves because he has played there with them allow Vidman and Taft to push up the wings and come away from having the, the kind of wingers out there like Kent and Wright now no disrespect to the, those guys but it doesn't seem to be working at the moment and we keep losing out in the midfield as, uh, more than than anything else and this constantly trying to play down the wings it's like watching it's like watching something just go around in circles all game can give you a wee uh, clue right James I don't usually do this but and speak out a turn. One of these two in the office suggested that maybe, just maybe, it is time to look at options without the wingers. Which one of you was it? Kenny. I'll take the blame. Yeah. <laughs> I'll so take you're on blame. the same page as James and Sterling. Yep. See the thought process there? No, I absolutely do. It gets Morelos and Cholak in a team where a lot of fans had been calling it earlier in the season. No so much now, I would say, based mm-hmm. on, I think, performances and maybe where Alfredo's at in terms of his form at the moment. But I, I agree, I think that the wingers doesn't seem to be working out at the moment, uh, getting more players in the middle of the pitch, I think. I mean, again, Lundstrom's missing for that. James, is there any reason behind that? Uh, I, I just think uh, the the role that I've got in mind for uh, the one is more suited for Sands. He's played in, in the centre-halves at the start of the season. Fair enough, he wasn't having the greatest success, but he was doing OK, I reckon. Uh, and I think between him... Uh, Davies and King They'll be able to Work better on that The reason I've left I've left him out Is because I feel With Davis in the middle of the park And Tillman and Arfield Working off him There's no space for him there And the job that he would be doing Would be covered Within that formation It would be a good one He'd swap in for Sands If if he's not working But it would work for him as well Do you know what I like about it, In terms of the debate I'm not saying a I don't think anyone cares whether I agree or not But all this discussion has always been dominated with 
Well I think Sakala should play instead of Matondo Or Matondo should play instead of Sakala And sometimes Scott Wright plays eh, Scott Wright plays And sometimes even Scott Arfield plays out there And all about You know Ryan Kent tends to play But you've actually You've taken it a step further You don't think Wingers are the way to go for Rangers at the moment Is that because they're also out of form? I think it's becoming a bit too predictable To be honest with you Teams know that Rangers are going to do that If they just pack it in the middle there They'll just force them to keep going around in that circle that they do pass back along the back up the wing, pass back again. You know, so if you've got players in the midfield that are that are prepared to 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 go and win the ball and make something happen, uh, you're going to have a bit more chance there. Uh, it's not like we're, we're going to be forgetting about the wings when when this role the guy drops back in. To make it a back three and allow the wingers to push on, we can start to u- utilise the corner. But it's becoming too predictable for for teams coming up against Rangers that that's what's happening. We've not got enough attack power on the park to actually get us the goals that we're needing. And Kolac and Morelos, I reckon, in in front of these three players would maybe have the opportunity to start. Forming a partnership I read a message in here From Davey Who wants James and Sterling As the next Rangers manager <laughs> So there we go they, You know they, I, th- they, I think the, the thought behind it Is decent I don't think you need to worry Too much about Sands Dropping in to yeah. give it a back three I think you can forget About that at, at home uh, What he does is He gives you a wee bit More security But if you think of the way Steven Gerrard played His 4-3-3 He was playing with wingers More inside Close to strikers And the wids did come from Tavernier and, and, mm-hmm. and Barisic Over the, the time In this case It would be Yilmaz And your team James So listen I, I, I like it I do think it's something different based on I said earlier in the show that maybe something does need to change and maybe you need to look at not not just like systems and, and personnel actually like training wise and things and trying to throw something different at teams that maybe can be a little bit unpredictable to, to go against what you said James so listen it's good it's uh, and there's there's good players within it again I would maybe change one or two of the personnel within it but I mm. like the thought where is uh, Alfredo Morelos at James you can't go Buy a Rangers game without talking about him one way or the other. The guy's been box office since he arrived. He's either in form, he's out of form, he's causing mischief, whatever. He, he always there's something to be said about him. How do you feel his level? Where do you feel his level is at just now? I, I think he he's getting there, but he's having to find a, a different way to fit in now as number one for the last season or so beforehand. Uh, when he was there, he knew everybody knew his role and what. Where he fitted in. Now that he's got a bit of a, a bit of a challenge there, who is a different pl- style of player, uh, I think he's maybe got his nose out of the joint a little bit. But because with a player like Morelos, he will thrive on uh, getting that feeling important as far as the team is concerned. Now, if you put him in there with another striker and, and they create a great partnerships, it's going to do as much good for his morale. Yeah, you can add them to the list, Hugh, of Rangers' big players uh-huh. uh, who could do with putting in a performance tomorrow. He's turned into if, the, if, he, if he's involved, as he's turned into the Cristiano Ronaldo of Ibrox, you know, the, the diva, uh, and that's never a helpful thing. I thought when the one chance presented itself to him. Uh, in Naples, he looked well short of fitness and the sharpness to go and do it properly. Um, but if you're Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and needs must, then last Saturday, remember, he had Cholak, he had Kamar Roof, he had Morelos, he had Sakala, all in the park at the same time because he knew 
that defeat was unthinkable. Um, so, okay, Morelos in the hope that he'll steal that little half chance that comes his way. I said earlier, I would leave Ryan Kent out. I think you should justify your selection. And I don't know at the present time what Ryan Kent does to justify mm. selection. I understand it, Kenny. You're always looking at what Rangers or Celtic, if they're at home, what they're doing in an attacking sense. Because you know, they should have most of the ball. They should be dominant. We all know this stuff. After um, some criticism, albeit at a much higher level, of the defensive pairing the other night, would Miofsky and Duke have a little glint in their eye? Because I'm not saying they're on Napoli's level, but they're very good and they've enjoyed a good couple of weeks, if not a good start to the season. I think so. I, I mean, again, if you're going against that back line, it's uh, inexperienced, I think, and it's... It's not familiar, that's for sure. I think that was that was shown again, like you say, against very high level op- opposition the other night. But for me, those goals shouldn't have happened in the first half. That that five minute double for Simeone should have been dealt with a lot better through better defending and a bit of communication. But through the the the, the lack of those lads playing together, <clears throat> that might have not existed. So absolutely, Miofsky and Duke, who are playing at the top of their game at the moment, mm. scoring a lot of goals between them, they'll definitely fancy their chance to continue in that form. Yeah, I mean. James, you've got Yilmaz in your team. Was he one of the positives from the other night? Was he the only positive? I take it he did enough from what you saw to, to keep him in there. The last couple of games I've seen him and he's impressed me. His touch, his precision have passed to an extent. And to be honest with you, if Gio doesn't change the system tomorrow, I would rather have him in Kent's position and the, our usual big left back at, at left back, to be honest with you. Uh, the young lad looks like he's, he's he's got a bit more confidence. He's got a, a bit more to prove at the moment, just to, to keep himself in the team, and he looks sharp and ready. So I would I would use that, to be honest with you, whether it be at the back or or up on the wing if he goes with the the one striker. Kenny, was he a bright spot the other night? Did he look that he can offer something different from Borna Barisic? I think he's a different player, that's for sure. I think he may be a little bit more technical for me than Borna. I mean, that's taking nothing away from Borna's delivery with that left foot he has. I mean, it's been the supplier of so many goals over his Rangers career. Uh, but Youngmaz does look like he's different. He can bring something different. Maybe ball carrier, he does look. I agree with James. I think his distribution as he's moving forward is very, very good. He's playing with his head up and he's, like I said, he's quite a technical player. Uh, I, I wouldn't play him one ahead It's a completely different role You know I would just say that We're again, back to Tierney Robertson debate aren't we know, <laughs> and, and you know what let's, let's give the boy Who's just come for a lot of money Let's play him in his specialised position Let, let him play uh, And find his feet in the team In the position that he's really familiar with So It's uh, No I think uh, I think he done well against Dundee as well You know I thought he'd come out with it was one of the positives that came out with that mm-hmm. And again, f- for all the reasons that we've already discussed So whether he plays or Barisic I think uh, he's maybe done enough And maybe it's a time now If you're going to play him You've spent a lot of money on him A lot's been talked about him The fact that he hadn't been playing Maybe this is the little run of games In the next uh, four games against Aberdeen If you throw Ajax in, it's five St Johnston, Hearts and St Mirren Leading into this break Where they're talking about how much stronger he's looking Like for mm-hmm. week to week Maybe now's the time to give him a chance Thank you James You make some very good points It was nice to speak to you James In Stirling 0141 Nine five one one zero two five. Now I'm very late giving you the teaser tonight, but I think it's because 
Particularly Kenny Miller's going to scoosh this So I'm actually just going to look for you to give me some answers And he can just help you This is too easy for him He'd have been involved in most of these games But it's a good question It is a relevant question And it's been sent in by Stephen to fulltime at Clyde1.com Since the 2016-17 season, Hugh Ten different players have been sent off in a Rangers v Aberdeen, Aberdeen v Rangers league fixture. Can you name them? Since 2016-17, 10 different players sent off for Rangers against Aberdeen or Aberdeen against Rangers in the league. Go. Lewis Ferguson? No, apparently. I would have probably guessed at him at some point, but no. A few bookings, I would imagine. Um, Ryan Jack? For both teams yep. oh. so, so Does he that count as two? No, because no, I said ten different <laughs> oh, right, oh, right, Alfredo right. Morello Yes, go. remember He used to be fairly involved in some duels with so It's now, it's now Morello uh, and Porteous But who did it used to be? McKenna Yeah, right. there we go Scott McKenna Any more that come to mind, Hugh? Three's a good start uh, Look at Kenny can't hold it Just tap me his feet Go on then, Ready Kenny to... No, no, that's my no, That's the right. easy ones that I've got uh, Ross McCrory, no? Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah, do you know what? Considine. Yeah, well done. More than once, actually, Andy Considine, boogieing his way to an early bath. Uh, well done. The reason the rest are a bit. There's a couple on there. I'm thinking, who did you do enough to get sent off? Yeah. So that maybe gives you a bit, of a, a bit of a clue. There's some guys in here not known. For getting shown red cards But anyway uh, We'll get back to that Full time at Clyde1.com If you want to send a question in Just like Stephen Did tonight Joe Is a Celtic fan From Hartlepool How's it going Joe? Not bad How are you guys Yeah All good All good What's your point tonight? That's good I was just picking up A wee bit Like you said earlier Sort of agreeing with him um, Been thinking this For a wee bit of time With the Celtic centre two And centre halves Vickers and Jens At the moment um, I think we will concede a lot of goals with the two at the back. I know a lot of Celtic supporters are saying, Vickers is this, Vickers that. He's not a Paul Elliott. He's never gone to go and win the high boys. Um, and my heart's in my mouth every time there's a ball goes into that centre um, back but between him and Jens. Um, I think they're a bomb scare the two of them, to be honest with you. And I think we've missed a trick, a big trick, in letting Liam Scales go to Aberdeen. Um, I know he's on loan, but I. I see that Jim Goodman's now want him on uh, full time. He's trying to sign him full time. He's moved him for right or left back into the centre half. He's a big boy. He's six foot two. I've watched him a wee bit in Ireland. I used to go over there and watch a bit of football. And he's very high related um, over there. And I just think, really, really, we've missed a trick with that young guy. You know. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. just quickly, Joe. I have never and. I'm all for everyone coming on Sharing their opinions I'm just surprised I've never ever heard a single Celtic fan Say they think Cameron Carter-Vickers is a bomb scare Seriously Yes They're not talking about him as being player of the year last season Like in the country I think people overrate him Definitely think he's well well overrated No if he was that good You know how we host as many goals I don't see him what do you winning mean, no, many You've only lost nine in the league this season Ah but it's alright we're playing you could play centre half in Wilson. No, I'm tiny. That, that's unlikely. Yeah, but but when you say, but hold on, how how are you losing that many goals? You're, you've lost the fewest in the Premiership, same as last season. Win the title. Cameron Carter Vickers are part of it. I mean, you lost three to Real Madrid, fine, and you know some to Leipzig. One against Shakhtar at home. One against Shakhtar away. Um, but what do you mean Celtic are losing so many goals? Well, I'm going to relate it to back to Aberdeen. 
before the Dundee United defeat, how many goals did Aberdeen lose? How many have they lost in the Premier League? But before the 4 0 defeat, how many goals did Aberdeen lose? Uh, honestly, I, I, well, before that, it would be 12, I would guess. I mean, they've lost yeah, 16 that, now. It was 12. So they're not far behind Celtic, you think about it. Joe, I don't think Celtic have missed a trick with Liam Scales Because he's still Celtic's player And it'll be Ange Postacoglu's decision Whether he stays Celtic's player or not So we can we can put Liam Scales to, to one side for the moment The reason I brought up Carter Vickers And I agree that last season he was one of the main reasons Why Celtic won the title I'm confining myself to the last couple of games I don't think he was impressive Nor was Jens against the Hearts at Tynecastle I don't think they were impressive against Shakhtar Donetsk And um, Was was Carter again, Vickers particularly not impressive against Shakhtar Donetsk? But again, I'm not saying he was good But was he You know what I mean Did he stand out as being having a bad game? I'm just saying that the pair of them to me Do not look as if they have gelled into a partnership yet And I'm confining myself to this game on Sunday Against Livingston Livingston was almost um, The death of Christopher Julian When he came here And Lyndon Dykes was knocking him all over the place um, Stephen Welsh uh, At Livingston last season All over the place It only takes one goal for Livingston And they, they got it that day And Celtic couldn't get one back I'm just saying that Joel Nubley Based on What he did at Ibrox last weekend Will be a thorn in Celtic's side Unless the two centre-backs get them under control Kenny, it's not so much that There's always a level of you know. I, I guess Celtic would look to keep more, Even more clean sheets than they have You, you look at the league games that Carter Vickers has played Yes, Hart scored three um, Even Hibbs got their one consolation St Johnson got their one um, But I mean over the piece Cameron Carter Vickers has been good for Celtic, has he not? <clears throat> no, he's been, he's been excellent And you know when he's not playing He's a, he's a big loss I just mean but to back a little bit of what Joe's said up, and I, and I, there's reasons behind it, I think. Up until the St Mirren game, Celtic had lost one goal. Uh, and I yeah, think the that, last that, four that's or five. Why I was, I was trying know, to add that bit in about the recent. Yeah, like the last four or five, they've obviously conceded a, a lot more than what they have done. But Carter Vickers was also, he's been part of the team, he's not, he's not been part of the team. But I think the partnership now is going to, is going to take a little bit of time to gel between Jens. The same was said last season, if you remember, with, with Starfield. Mm-hmm. You know, they were saying, oh, the Celtic centre-backs, they're, they're there to be got at. They're, well, they end up with the best defensive record, they end up winning the league. At the moment, the top of the league, they've got the best defensive record. But I understand the point. I can't understand really pinning it on Carter Vickers because I think he's been an outstanding signing and for me he is their best centre-back they've got things you never thought you would hear but anyway thank you Joe that's the beauty of this anyone can come on and have their say thanks for uh, taking the time tonight how are you two doing then we're looking for Rangers or Aberdeen players that have been sent off in the fixture since 2016-17 you've got Ryan Jack Alfredo Morelos Scott McKenna Andy Considine I keep thinking about your phrase about people you wouldn't expect Stephen Davis no the Ryan Hedges Yes Once Well yep. done Ryan Hedges Okay here's my next clue For one of them then Who falls into that category Right uh-huh. That I mentioned Yeah And I was also About to use him As an example Of a player That went on loan To Aberdeen And came back And ended up Playing in Celtic's First team Ryan Christie There you go Ryan Christie We'll get the rest of them next 
number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans are on the home straight which means there's still some talking points to cover ahead of tomorrow and some answers to get on this teaser Rangers players or Aberdeen players to be sent off in the fixture since 2016-17 you're doing well you've got Ryan Jack who's on it for both teams Alfredo Morelos Scott McKenna Andy Considine and then it gets a bit more difficult Ryan Hedges and Ryan Christie even the flair players, the attackers get sucked in on this fixture. Tavernier? Nope. Uh, Has he ever been sent off in his Rangers career? Not sure. Wouldn't have thought so, but anyway. Uh, Sam Cosgrove? Yes. Good one. This is where you can tell Kenny can now. He's just pulling these ones out the memory bank. I don't know why. Did Danny Wilson No. No? Nope. Couple of crackers on here, I must say. How many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So three to get. Two more Rangers. No, that can't be right. Yeah, still two more Rangers, two more Aberdeen. But um, that would be eleven there. Yeah, am I think am I getting mixed up because Ryan Jack's on the list for both teams though? Yeah. Andy Halliday. No. Oh. All right, I'll let you get back to that before the end. Here's a something. 7.48 On the night before A full card in the Scottish Premiership And no one has whispered those three words Video Assistant Referee Yeah Have we cle- have we cleansed ourselves from last no, week Or are we no, just no, waiting no, no. for it to kick no, off again a, a fresh round of controversy right, okay. will follow Without doubt um, That it's It's not appealing to the Scottish temperament <laughs> That's, a, that's a fair, I think a fair uh, Assessment because Kenny, like, like with a calm head, if there is such a thing, last week it, it it helped a lot. It got a lot, as people would say, wrong. But also, it, it, the things that people felt it got wrong were just subjective calls that could happen tomorrow and could happen with VAR and could happen without VAR and will happen and, with VAR and, and will so happen yeah. would have happened without VAR. That's mm. it. That's what it's going to be like. And we knew it was going to be like that. Again, we talked about it. A lot was right. Handball at uh, Tynecastle, is it, is it not? Again, s- subjective. Uh, red cards, no red cards. Again, for me, subjective. Things that were cleared up offside goals that would have been ruled out, by the way, had VAR not been there. So mm-hmm. good goals wouldn't have been given. Uh, important goals as well. So it's, uh, it's, again, you know I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I know it clears up obvious things, things that are black and white. Your offside not, situation not for, goals. not for Antonio Conte, it doesn't. Ah well yeah that's exactly And again though Exactly Hugh In the time that we've It's only been six days Look at the English Premier League Look at European football during the week You can argue about it all day And I hope we do Because that's what we're here for But stop telling ourselves that It's it's only us Or whatever That's having these issues I listened to Antonio Conte's uh, press conference this afternoon And he said It should be impossible Impossible to make a mistake with VAR because you have the technology, you have the time, and he doesn't understand why wrong calls still occur, but they do. Well, obviously, uh, the officials at Ibrooks under the spotlight, it's a massive game. Uh, we're just rhyming off all the red cards that have been in the fixture previously. Not on TV, so you've got your six camera VAR operation, I assume, there. Um, but there's some great fixtures you. Let's forget VAR for oh. a minute. Let's wait and see if there are controversies or not. 
I like the look of Dundee United Motherwell Because Dundee United down there on 9 points um, Motherwell just 4 points better off But actually on a really poor run oh. A little bit of praise since Stevie Hamill come in for the style and, and whatever else They've had tough fixtures in there, yes But both of those teams desperate for a win Absolutely uh, And in this league Either could get the win Because out with Celtic and Rangers There's no level of consistency to speak of um, Likewise Hibs uh, at home to St Mirren They won four in the bounce Now they've lost three in the bounce um, It's so unpredictable And Kenny the like, Although it never works out this way And if you start making assumptions They can come back to bite you I still think if you are St Mirren You're looking at that league table tonight You're two points ahead of Hibs already For all their problems You probably still think that Rangers have a good chance Of beating Aberdeen at Ibrox what what a day that could be for St Mirren If they come away from Easter Road with all three And see Aberdeen I don't know if they'll pass um, You know uh, they, they, yeah, they would already pass Aberdeen anyway so By the victory So it would be It could be a massive afternoon for Stephen Robinson's yeah, side And they've been on a really really good run They've found themselves in that position already this season Not up in third So And, and they've maintained it with, with, with some good results You know You might think Oh it's a flash in the pan But I'll tell you They're a team that I think they have got an identity of how they're playing. I mean, I think it reminds me of a Motherwell team when Stephen Robinson mm-hmm. first kind of had them. I mean, you'll mm-hmm. know it well, the 3 5 2. It's because half the players are there. Well, <laughs> that, that, that as well. But the, the player 3 5 2, they've got a, a couple of handfuls up front who are playing pretty well together. They're scoring goals regularly. If, if, if one's not scoring, the other one normally is. Uh, they're, they're solid. They're not giving too much away. Again, I, I, I can talk about one of the midfielders because I know him really well, the boy Bacchus. He's been a real fine for them. Think he's been outstanding. So you mean from Western Australia? Yeah, yeah, we had yeah. him at Western Sydney, and I thought the Scottish game would suit him really, really well because he's an all-action type player, and I think he's even surpassed how well he's doing, how well I actually thought he would do. So that that's a really good game. That you know, I'm really looking forward to it because St Mirren have got a real opportunity, but so do Hibs. You know, they need to break exactly, that yeah, one. As Hibs, as a big ways. club, they need to do it. But you look at the three games uh, out with Rangers and Aberdeen tomorrow, they've all got something on them, you know, St Johnston, Kilmarnock, and I don't think, the good thing about our league, outside the Rangers and Celtic, and I think Hearts as well, as much as they're, they're still not really firing result-wise, I think the other three games tomorrow, I don't think you can call it with any real confidence. Any result could mm-hmm. pop up in the three games. Yeah, we've even got championship games tonight. George Bowie just popped his head into the studio because he's coming up next, of course, and he's apologising because he's coming in in fancy dress. <laughs> I quite liked his jumper which is, as well. Which is fine. <laughs> Was that not the fancy dress bit? <laughs> That's what I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it'll be happy because Morton are one up against Inverness Ooh. in the Friday night championship game. We've got two tonight, actually. Uh, Queen's Park against Dundee. Uh, has not long kicked off as well But good start for Morton there George will be happy uh, Let's finish off with the rest of tonight's teaser Then players that have been sent off In the Rangers-Aberdeen fixture In the league since 2016-17 There are 10 different players Jack Morelos, McKenna, Considine Hedges, Christie, Cosgrove I'm toiling a wee bit now I, I, want, I want to say Kandias, no? No, he no. did not, no Windass Nope No he never tackles any with the Josh <laughs> yeah. Tell you what There's another g- Right This was on one of those nights when it w- I think it Yeah I think it went wrong for Rangers Up at Pataudry He got sent off And it was Scott Brown that sucked him in I think Or Scott Brown Did what Scott Brown oh, does Ryan And Kent. gave him a wee Ryan Kent. Goodbye on the way Yeah, yeah Ryan Kent that, was that was that a tackle on him or 
You know, I think there was there was was that no quick back to back situation. Yeah, I think he did like a tackle that. and then he went in and, and, and he, a bit of retribution on the yeah, far side. Like yeah, that. Anyway, Ryan Kent again. He's the one one of the ones I said you wouldn't expect him to be on a list of red cards. You've got one more Rangers one that's gone all the way back to 2016. So it's your era, Kenny. Yeah, I know. I must. I must be playing on that. I'm just trying to rack my yeah. brain. Not uh, nah, mum toiling. Big. Bruising centre half Probably had a few reds in his career Maybe I'm being unfair I would just assume that he has Right You were a veteran This guy was Even more Bates Veteran No oh. No veteran oh, uh, Clint Hill Clint Hill Did he say no? Apparently well, According one. to Stephen Blame him if it's wrong And your one remaining Rangers one I think I remember it Was it no one Aberdeen uh, one? Uh, Aberdeen one Sorry Aberdeen had a wee period there Of big blonde strikers If it wasn't Sam Cosgrove It was Toilan, come on now, you come on. Once caught Kieran Tierney with a flailing arm in the cup final, and he had to go off and get his teeth fixed, and then he came back and lifted the trophy. So I'm not doing it for you. No, I'm. I'm I think he went down to maybe someone like Exeter, but then uh, got a good move. Stock, Preston was no, it? Stockton? No, no. Uh, Stockley. Stockley. <laughs> Jaden Stockley. Yeah. Uh, right. Thank you. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are off to a Clyde one night out. So if Hugh doesn't make it to tomorrow's huh. show, you know why. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. Who knows what will happen there? George is up next, and we are back at two o'clock tomorrow. <laughs>